This is a download from MFR. The Ross County Fan Zone on MFR with Ian Ald. Hello and welcome to the Ross County Fan Zone on MFR. On this week's show, we'll look ahead to Friday Night Football in Dundee. We'll hear from the SPL Manager of the Month for January. And Ian Vigers tells us how he's helped the new boys at Victoria Park settle in. Oh, just, you know, taking a mickey out of them a bit, you know. It's always good, you know, get a bit of banter. All to come in the next half hour on the Ross County Fan Zone in the company of two Ross County fans, John Maxwell and Scott Taylor. But first of all, let's hear from the manager named the SPL Manager of the Month Award for January after wins over St Mirren and Tabernium with a draw against Dundee United in between times. It's Derek Adams. Delighted. Uh, just just shows how you know the good work that uh, the players have had. Uh, over January, we had a very good month, and uh, you know, after the you know the winter break, we, we came back and performed well. Is it one of these things that you you try and you know not take too much notice of? You know, is it all about the, the side and just you know really just getting on with things? Or is no, it we want to we want to you know keep on doing well, and uh, you know when you do that, then it's great that uh, the football club gets recognition for that, and uh, I think that. Uh, you know, this season we've you know been able to perform well in the SPL, and uh, we want to continue that with the you know the 14 games remaining. Yeah, although the, your name's on the the plaque, but mm. it'll be the, the thanks towards your backroom staff and, and the players and stuff like that for forgetting that award. Yeah, of course, and uh, you know the the players do the hard work uh, on the park and uh, the backroom staff as well off the park, and uh, you know for for myself and the football club, it's it's a you know another good honour. They always say there's a little bit of a curse attached to the, yeah. the manager's month. You'll obviously be looking to to prove that wrong tomorrow in Dundee. Yeah, of course. And uh, you know, over the years we've been able to pick up uh, you know many awards, and uh, you know it hasn't affected us. So um, you know, I hope that's that's uh, a good omen for tomorrow night. News and views from Victoria Park. This is the Ross County Fan Zone. So congratulations to Ross County manager Derek Adams, the SPL manager of the month for January. Two wins, St Mirren and Tabernian, and a draw against Dundee United. Alongside me, uh, Scott Taylor and John Maxwell. Scott, I'll get your thoughts first of all. Um, Good news to see Ross County recognised once more, and uh, I suppose Derek Adams as well for the, the monthly prize. No real surprise for you? Uh, not really, no. I mean, Derek, obviously, he's getting the award, but he's, as on previous occasions where he's picked up these awards, he's usually the first one to congratulate the team for their performances. You know, if it's not for them, then he wouldn't be getting these awards. But it's been a very, very good month. You know, we're unbeaten. We've obviously, you know, carried the result from Hibs before the year, before the postponements, and I think the winter breaks down the team wet. Then the the team well. Yeah, Ross County manager Derek Adams did say um, at the very start of the, the month that, that the winter break uh, would help his side. They did go away to Marbella, not bad for some. They have responded in true style by um, going on that unbeaten run. Indeed, they're unbeaten uh, for the whole of 2013 so far. Uh, John, um, for me, I think that, yeah, the side have been playing good football, they're unbeaten, but also Derek Adams has done a lot of good work off the park as well in terms of getting in new faces. So we believe uh, uh, he's uh, Adams has hinted a few times 
that um, he he worked a tight budget and that allowed them to go off to Marbella um, at the start of January. And I th- uh, for them to 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 come back and and go on this run, I think speaks to the to the kind of work that he's been doing off the park and to do all, all that within a budget and then. Um, release a few players and bring in some what some players who do look the part so far. Although it's probably too early to judge, he's done well. He's done really well. I think he's an astute manager. I, th- I for 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 a, a relatively young man, he's, he's done a, an incredible job at Ross County. Creates a good atmosphere. Um, he's tactically astute. I th- I think he'll be going places in the future. Um, speaking of unbeaten runs. Ross County went 36 matches unbeaten in the league last season, and they only won two Manager of the Month awards. Presley won four, I think. Um, so it's interesting to see that he's already won two in the SPL and that he's he's getting more recognition for his work now than last season. That's because Falkirk play attractive football. Ross County play the long ball. We all know that. Uh, Scott, uh, yeah, I, I, I really do admire Derek Adams as a manager, and I think also in the last couple of months it was a real big gamble for him, you know, getting rid of... You know, some, some big first-team players, you know, like Sir Colin McMenamin left, uh, Mark Fitzpatrick, OK, a few French players as well left the club, but uh, he's changed it round. He, he's went with the, the, the European players, some uh, more experienced, like Ivan Sprewell, and it's worked for him. So far, so good. Yeah, you look at the turnover of players since the end of last season, obviously Gary Miller, Scott Morrison, and Michael Gardine were the three that left last summer. And you look at the players he's brought in since then, and yeah, he's obviously <laughs> felt that they need to improve in certain areas. I think what what you'll find, what what we found this season previously, you know, we'd felt that there wasn't really much of a gap between, say, the bottom half of the SPL and the top half of the first division. But this season has been a quite a steep learning curve, mm-hmm. and you know, there's there is a bit of a gap. I know the Dundee result against Morton in the cup kind of you know prove that uh, on Sunday but uh, he's he's obviously felt that he needs to bring in players with experience I mean these these guys obviously apart from Ivan Sprell haven't had experience of playing in the Scottish Premier League but from what I've seen of the guys he's brought in you know they've fitted in well um, so hopefully they'll get a chance uh, you know the other players like Andre Henault and Branislav Michesh uh, hopefully we we'll get good pronunciation. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're working on that. <laughs> so hopefully, they, you know, they'll get an opportunity to, you know, uh, have a go and push for a place in the first team. What I find interesting is that of all the players from Derek Adams' first choice eleven last season, a, a lot of them uh, have gone already. Gardine, McMenamin, Morrison, Miller, Fitzpatrick, um, Fraser's not getting a look in at the moment. Um, but the midfield four are are still key players in the squads. Paul Lawson, Stuart Kettlewell, Richard Britton, Ian Vigers, and Rocco Quinn. He was always he was always the the the, the first substitute in. But but he's really come onto a game this season. It's interesting that they're all still at the club and they're all st- still key players. I expect a few of those to go on. Certainly Britain's already signed up to St. Johnson next season and I do expect a few more to go on but I think it speaks volumes of the quality of Ross County's team from maybe 2009-10 onwards that they've been able to keep that that midfield core together. When you spoke about a few moments ago Derek Adams perhaps being lured away to a bigger club, is that a real worry? Because Every job that, that does come up, and I'm talking, you know, top half SPL, maybe down south as well. Is it a you know a case of not 
if but when Derek Adams leaves the club? Well, I, th- I think there's an element of that. Um, I think that, that, that Derek will have had his fingers burned a little bit by his experience of being an assistant manager at Hibs. And I think he realised even if he took the manager's job there, the grass isn't all as greener. And I've been quietly satisfied with, with the commitment that he's shown so far at Ross County. Not that he really needs to. He, he's his own man. He can do what he likes to, to, to a point. Um, but I, I think it would have to be the, the ideal circumstance. I don't think he'll just go for any job. Um, my, if I was a betting man, I would go for when Craig Brown retires that he would go to Aberdeen. But I think I think that would be the one job that probably would te- tempt him, and that and that would be a job that he could probably grow into as well. I don't know what Scott thinks. Yeah, he's obviously got a, you know, attracted a lot of interest, certainly um, speculation mm-hmm. about certain positions at clubs um, looking for managers, and as John mentioned, the Aberdeen jobs when it seems to be kind of. You know, in and out of media, depending on you know results that Aberdeen get. But as John says, yeah, um, you know, we can't fault his commitment to the club. He's, I think he's he's a young manager. Even if he does move on, you know, whether it's you know in the summer or two or three years in the future, who knows? Um, I think he's still there's still a lot to learn in terms of management if he's gonna, you know, surpass, you know, people, you know. Um, you know, Alex Ferguson's the obvious one when you think of how long he's been in the job. Um, it's funny you mention that because he often yeah. refers to Sir Alex Ferguson. I read something at the in the summer there, you know, about the Sir Alex Ferguson influence. Yeah, because obviously his dad, obviously mm-hmm. George was at Aberdeen around the time when Ferguson was in charge and, you know, he's, you've seen the photos of Derek with the European captainer's cap when he was a loon. <laughs> and so, yeah, being, being around that environment as well, I think has helped him. Uh, in his managerial career. Derek Adams then the manager of the month in the SPL for January. He paid tribute to the players and the backroom staff a little bit earlier on. Ian Vigers says the award is truly deserved. Yeah, and rightly so. I think he's uh, he's you know, he's really gathered us around, you know, playing some good football and, you know, playing att- more attacking football which is uh, more pleasing in life for the the fans anyway and you know <clears throat> since the Hibs went at Boxing Day we've really you know maybe turned a corner and you know he's, we've picked up some vital points and now we're getting closer to the other teams up in the top six so you know we just need to keep pushing on Yeah on the park Derek's got the results off the park he's also added some some new faces as well what have you made of the new signings since they've arrived? Yeah I think they've been brilliant uh, fitted in well with the group uh, they've you know, good good lads, you know, good professionals and, you know, I think they'll do a really good job for us. Ivan Sproul is the one that's mainly caught the eye because of his goals, but I think Evangelos looks uh, fairly comfortable at left-back as well. Stefan looked okay coming off the bench as well. Yeah, yeah, the fight, Ivan's done brilliant since he's came in, you know, his, his pace and he's, uh, he's direct and he's a different outlet for the team, which is ideal and big equal at the back. Uh, left-back has been, it's been brilliant, he's just fitted in there no problem beside Granty and Boydie and uh, he's he's done he's done really well and uh, you know Stefan another boy up top big presence he hasn't you haven't really seen too much of him but you know I think the more he plays the better he'll get you've got Germans Greeks Canadians <laughs> they call it the Global Energy Stadium so yeah, I yeah exactly yeah. I um, think they're living up to their name <laughs> now <laughs> how have you helped the new lads kind of settle in 
Oh, just, you know, taking a mickey out of them a bit, you know, it's always good, you know, get a bit of banter, you know, uh, but no, you know, you just you just treat them like anyone else, really, uh, you know, they're good lads and, you know, the 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 boys that we had in there before have, you know, welcomed, welcomed them and, you know, they've been good. Yeah, so. it's a, a tight-knit squad as well and I suppose bring them into that will make them feel at home. Yeah, exactly, you know, uh there's no big egos in that changing room and uh, it shows there when other boys come in, you know, we just, you know, they fit in so well. Away to Dundee tomorrow night, how do you enjoy playing Friday night football? Uh, it's it's good, you get the weekend off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's, it's, it is good because I like, I like nighttime games and, uh, you know, it's usually a good, you get a good buzz and good feel to it on a Friday night. So, no, looking forward to that. Dundee are struggling, they have struggled for the majority of the season but I suppose you, you can't focus on them too much you've got to look at, at Ross County and you're doing so well you want to keep that run going Yeah exactly we need to look at our positives that we've taken from the last couple of weeks and uh, that's scoring goals and defending and you know passing the ball and that's what we need to do tomorrow but Dundee they're off the back of a good result in the cup last week so you know we just you know they're even though they are struggling at the bottom they're still a, they've got some good players so we need to keep an eye on that Ross County midfielder Ian Vigers there, of course, scorer of the late equaliser on Saturday's 2-0 draw with Hearts. Let's uh, look back on that game before we, we look ahead to Dundee. Scott, um, were you over at Victoria Park on Saturday? I was. I missed the Hibernian game. Um, the weather was a bit <laughs> unpredictable, so I was surprised that the Hibs game had gone ahead mm-hmm. given the floodlight problems they had before. But um, in terms of the Hearts game... Uh, We've been unlucky in the past where we've conceded, you know, really late goals. It was nice to be on the other end of, uh, you know, getting a late goal. Um, and Bigger's Bigger took his shot well. I was panicking when it came off the bar, but it just managed to sneak itself in. So, yeah, it's it's good to finally kind of get a result in the you know dying minutes, whereas we've been on the receiving end previously. Especially against Hearts as well, John Sutton scoring in the, the last yeah, kick of the ball I mean, down that, at Tynecastle. So it was almost like a kind of taste of yeah, their medicine. I, I was at the game at Tynecastle, and it did just you know your energy was just sapped after the game, you know, because you came so close. But I think over the both games, I think Hearts will probably will feel hard done by, um, especially the game at Tynecastle. They kind of threw everything when kind of you went two man up, you know. They threw everything at us and were unlucky probably not to score sooner than they did. And I think on Saturday you look at the you know, the pressure that County had put them under for the last maybe five, ten minutes. The Hearts had been playing really well and were unlucky not to grab a third goal. So I, th- I think Hearts will probably feel hard diamond over the two games, but you know, I think uh, yeah, getting getting the result in the last minute was, was sweet. I think Scott Boyd and Grant Monroe will be uh, will have been delighted to uh, see the back of Michael and Goo on uh, Saturday because he, he caused them a few problems. I thought it was a, a really good game of football. Um, Ross County played some good stuff and also a very young and experienced heart side also shown that they can play some good stuff as well. Yeah, going back to the first point about uh, Ngu, um, uh, Scott Boyd's had a history of being bullied by, by 
big physical forwards, but he and Monroe did really well against them to a point when they could keep him with his bat to goal. And Gu probably has a lot of work to do on his game with his bat to goal. Um, they 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 covered him well. Between Boyd and Monroe, they've got this excellent system where they'll they'll win the second ball when 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 the when the big forward does a knockdown and they do that quite well. But as soon as Ngu got to turn and he was facing the county goal and turned them. Boy, that was when the trouble started. It was like uh, a bulldozer yeah. at one point, you know. He just yeah. he just seemed to just knock people out his way. Oh, it was frightening. Really was. He he's like a he's like a good Gregory Taddy. <laughs> is the best way I can I, I can say. Um, but it was a good game. County probably had the better of the first period of the match, and then they went they they went ahead. Hearts came into the match and from between them equalising and then going two one up, they completely bossed the game. I thought their 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 young midfielders, the Walker Holt trapping someone else, someone else. I can't remember who else. The, the, was the other one? Um, but the, but the, the youngsters are really quite promising, and um, I, th- I think they've I think they'll do well if if they keep most of that team together next year and maybe get in Gu on loan maybe next season as well. Then they'll be a top three, top four team. But. Um, Ross County held their own though and they, they, they had the momentum towards the end of the match and credit to them um, for, for getting the goal At 2-1 down I, I kind of thought it might be the same old story I look back at games like you know the Dundee United game where, where Ross County eventually did lose the game and I thought you know might that be a game that Ross County lose but to be fair to them that they showed uh, character, determination, they dug deep and they, and they got a result yeah, I think that's probably been the difference this month is they're kind of they're they've adjusted to the Premier League now. I think the first kind of few months, you know, they're still getting adjusted and maybe the experience hasn't been there, like I've alluded to the fact that, you know, they were conceding late goals. But I think now they seem to you know, be a lot stronger uh, mentally as well. I think that's that can, you know, create that's a big deal. So yeah, I think they're yeah they're on they're on a good run just now. It's just a case of you know keeping it going. Sam Morrow got the nod up front, uh, replaced uh, in the second half by Stefan Wolfarth. The the wolf that was the first time I uh, caught a glimpse of the big German. He paired up with Gary Glenn as well, an ex Jambo, and um, well he, he tried pretty much everything <laughs> to to break the back of the net, but uh, just unable to do so. John was a was a scissor kick. From the edge of the box, oh, he, it was it was an amazing headers, strike. Yeah, his headers weren't the best, but he looked he looked um, keen. Yeah, uh, that, that that scissor kick it was it wasn't quite an overhead because it wasn't straight up and over. It was at an angle, but oh, it, it looked it looked amazing in the power that he got on the ball as well. Um, his timing was just slightly out. If he timed it. Um, well enough then he would have burst the net open with that um, he reminded me and he still reminds me a bit of uh, a, a Polish player that arrived during Alex Smith's time called Magic Nukowski and uh, he was quite keen to impress and he was a big unit and um, he was unlucky in front of goal to a certain extent um, he only got one goal and nine sub appearances I think um, and then he went on his way to wherever I, I goodness knows Um but but hopefully Wilfarth has got is going to, he's got uh, longevity in his career here. I I think he looks good. He looks strong. He hassles players, and um, I'm I'm kind of hoping that he gets a start against Dundee tomorrow night. Well, he has to take a bit of time to to settle in as well. And as we've already 
talk to the Ross County midfield works so well together so perhaps a bit of time in training will hopefully get uh, Stefan Morthar up to speed uh, Dundee is the game that we're looking forward to tomorrow Friday night football anyone a fan? Um, given the geographic locations of teams in the Premier League for Ross County and Cali Thistle mm. um, it is a bit of a problem getting down to these games um, even you know Dundee or Aberdeen I know we've got the midweek game against Aberdeen uh, towards the end of the month but you know, it's just you're not capable really if it's a work day to get down there and back in time. Yeah. Um. I th- I, th- I think to an extent, yeah. Down down the central belt, I think it's a probably a good thing. I think the teams have been getting bigger crowds for the games, um, on a Friday night. Um. Whether you know the, the lack of probably TV coverage means that we probably won't get a chance to really, you know, get an idea of how the game goes unless we listen to the commentary on well there's NFR. a chance to just squeeze go. in a link yeah. there I've got live commentary <laughs> tomorrow from 7 o'clock of Ross County away to Dundee of course Ross County have had experience of Friday night football in Dundee before the goalless straw at Tanadice uh, back in September and their uh, Friday night football down the road in Inverness uh, losing the Highland Derby yeah I mean I'm, I'm all for attracting bigger crowds and I do like the idea of Friday night but I think Scott has a point there John about to uh, the distance that uh, clubs up here have got to travel, but then you know, where do you where do you draw the line? I suppose. Yeah, it's not great for us because um, to to use a supporters' bus on Friday, we would have to leave at half past three in the afternoon, and that's I couldn't really justify the time off work for that. And I'm sure many others are the same. Although I believe that they're going to take two supporters' buses down, which is which is quite promising. Um, where do you draw the line? Um, it's, it's good. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take a match any time uh, during the weekend. In all honesty, I'll go if I can. But uh, Friday, a weeknight is quite difficult, as Scott says. Ian Viger said that he enjoys Friday night football because he gets the weekend off. <laughs> and I suppose you know if you if you work during the week like supporters do, Monday to Friday, Saturday, twelve three, you know that's that's the time for football, isn't it? And you and you you do miss that fix. Yeah, I mean the, the although it's not the television that's kind of dictated um, tomorrow's game being played. Um, it's more to do with obviously with Dundee United, of course, already yeah. playing on the Saturday. Um, but I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure the players probably look forward to it, like Ian's been saying, <laughs> to get the week weekend off. Um, you know, don't blame them really. I mean, I've seen the players, you know, out and about on the Saturday. <laughs> uh, you know, the day after the Friday night games. Um, I, I think it's yeah, like I like I was saying earlier, it's one of these things where it's the sense when you're closer, like the central belt teams, I think that can generate a bit more um, of an atmosphere, especially with it being a midweek game. Um, up here, the I, th- I think the Cali Thistle game was a success to an extent. The fact that it was on the telly yeah. and they got a near near full house, um, but I would be if they tried to move either of the next two uh, derbies to a Friday night um, I'd be slightly disappointed because like you say Saturday 3 o'clock for me is when, when you want your football Well there is talk because uh, BBC Alpa do have I think rights to the, the derby at Victoria Park that one was postponed who knows we could might have a, another Friday night experiment for me this will be my third Friday night in Dundee this season and I can tell you I'm looking forward to spending my Friday night uh, in the city of Discovery. Will any of you guys be, be going down there? 
No, I'm afraid not. You'll get it on the radio. No. It's fine. <laughs> the game itself, then, John uh, Dundee, obviously, pretty much done and dusted at the bottom there. Is that the way you see it? Yeah, to a certain extent. <laughs> but uh, don't write them off in the one-off match. Um, Gary Harkins is uh, till, still to to start a, a major match, I think, for Dundee, and I think he could be a, a he could have a galvanising effect on them in the short term. On the whole, I don't think their midfield is particularly good. Colinish and John Baird up front will be fine in the first division, as as they showed um, in uh, against Morton at the weekend when the Morton just couldn't handle them. Um, uh, you wouldn't the, the the time when John Baird and Colinish score in a match together is the, is the time when you start to worry about your own defence. Um, but uh, I yeah. I, I'm expecting a draw. Actually, I don't. I, I, just because Dundee have picked up in their form from the start of the season when they were they, they truly were a bit awful, um, but but they're they're doing a lot better now, um, and they've got a player, Nicky Riley, who I rate very highly, and um, I I think with, with him with Harkins, if if you get Harkins on song and high in confidence, then he can be a handful. I think many folk might have looked at this game. Maybe, you know, a couple of months ago and looked at him, perhaps this one could be a relegation battle, but it's not. Um, Dundee looked pretty much uh, doomed. But, but John mentioned there, you know, you would take a draw. Would you take a draw at Dens tomorrow? Yeah, it's I not th- the end of the road, isn't it? Yeah, I think the, the key thing is just to avoid defeat. I think we're 15 points clear after, to, if we were to get away with a draw, you know, as long as we avoid defeat, 13 games to go, 15 points clear. You would think that would be enough. You know, but then again, this is football we're talking about. <laughs> Anything can happen. The great escape so theme will be played just, if Dundee win yeah, tomorrow. That's for but, sure. But certainly, given given County's results and performances over the last few weeks, um, I would. I'm, I'm I'm confident we can get a result. You know, we can get a win. But um, you know, a, a draw is not the worst result. The side look very confident at the moment as well. Obviously, that has coupled with the fact that they are, they are unbeaten at the moment. Uh, Ivan Sprewell, there's a there's a doubt over him. Uh, for tomorrow Alec Cooper was in there uh, starting against Hearts are we likely to see Alec Cooper start again or will Derek change things up do you think John? Um, oh that's, that's a really tough question um, I th- I think he'd be inclined to start Cooper if Sprell isn't fit because um, he he's worked on a system uh, this four one four one system with Sprell on the wing and getting out balls to him and um, I and, and Cooper was as close to a natural replacement as you could get, although he's left-footed. And I think he always wanted to come onto his left foot a bit uh, against Hearts when going on the outside would, pr- probably would have would have helped him considerably. Um, if Sproul's fit, then it'd be great because he has added something totally different to the team. Mm-hmm. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember the the last time we lost to Dundee I'm thinking it was in the the last time Gary Harkins was back in the team and I think he scored the winner I think it was 1-0 I think it was in the 10-11 the season and New Year rings a bell at Dens I think uh, no, I, I think it was later than that I think it was 1-0 uh, and it was a it was from a corner kick it was about April time and Jimmy Calderwood was, was, was the manager and Harkins took corners all day the, probably their biggest player and then for the one corner he he lets the, I think it was for Scythe take the corner and um, he, 
which was great because the, the Kenny didn't know how to, who to mark and pick up when he came into the box and they scored from that match. But I think County have been unbeaten beaten since then, which bodes well. Top six. That's uh, been the, the buzzword at the moment. Uh, obviously, you know, it's uh, hotting up in the race to finish in the top six before the, the split uh, just at the start of April. If Ross County win tomorrow, they can go level on points with Aberdeen. And that puts real pressure on the Dons uh, come Saturday when they when they take on when they play their game. Who is against? I don't know yet. I haven't looked at the fixtures. No, I'm struggling there as well. <laughs> somebody they'll be playing somebody. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, the I mean the the league is so tight between second and second bottom. Um, it's it's kind of hard at this stage to look at the the table and think you know try and push for certain positions mm-hmm. to be honest um, I think maybe in a month's time as you're getting nearer to the split I think then you've got a kind of inkling as to who's going to finish top half and bottom half but because the it's been so tight uh, this season I think yeah if there's any one of probably you know 10 teams could finish in the top six it's it's so hard to predict just now but I think just getting the points on board is the main main priority yeah, Ross County have almost kind of gone a bit unnoticed. Well, not helped now by Derek Adams, winning manager of the, the month. But they've, you know, they've snuck up in a few sides and and could cause some hassle further down the line. I think I predicted that St Mirren would break away from Ross County and they would join the rest of the pack. Mm-hmm. But it's been a really pleasant surprise to see Ross County keep keep up with St Mirren and. Uh, and the, the the pack is now so condensed. Who, who knows what will happen when it comes to the split? Well, I'm looking back at the previous games because that has annoyed me. I think the last time that Dundee did beat Ross County was uh, back in April 2011. Leighton McIntosh was the goal scorer back oh, then. Oh, I'm thinking of the wrong the, the wrong winner then. Oh, I tell you what, Leighton McIntosh, he, he would have rounded the goalkeeper. I think it was a goalkeeper mistake from, from McGovern, one of his few mistakes. Gary Harkins was playing that day, okay. so you were spot on. And St Mirren play Aberdeen. Oh, just to clear that up so. of course that's it from us here on the Ross County Fan Zone we're live tomorrow on MFR2 Super Scoreboard with commentary of Dundee versus Ross County from 7pm when I'll be joined by former Ross County and Dundee striker Sean Higgins